You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad and uh, we're sharing some singer-songwriters with you. They're um, up and coming in the Irish scene and one such singer-songwriter is Susan O'Neill and I happen to hear Susan perform at the uh, concert at the All-Ireland Fla in Ennis in August of 2017 and I must say was very impressed with the richness and depth of her voice and her style and uh, she's been performing recently around the country with Sharon Shannon. Susan, welcome and delighted you're coming to have a chat with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, delighted to have the chat. So Susan, you're relatively new to the business and you, but you've been, you've been on the road for a few years at this stage. I have. It's probably been a little bit more, but for two years, I'd say, has, has, um, I've been really kind of taking it very seriously and gone full-time with music. Um, yeah, about, about two years full-time. But before that, um, I went to music, I went to do a music degree in Waterford, uh, and I, you know, played with the brass band in Ennis and Clare, so it's, it's been, it's musically, you know, been there forever, really. And, um, you're on the road currently um, gigging with uh, Sharon Shannon. I am indeed. She's absolutely wonderful, wonderful lady to give me the opportunity. Um, so I've been opening the shows for her all around. We've been in Donegal and Limerick and all over the country, really. And I'm opening the show for her and then I join her on stage for a couple of numbers as well. And I mean, it's just it's some experience. It's been absolutely brilliant. The whole lot of it, I have to say. I have a smile on my face just talking about it here. And I know Sharon has always been very supportive and encouraging of new and emerging talent. Talent. Yeah, I, you know, I'm so I'm so lucky to have her to to, to have her support and encouragement in any way. She's just brilliant to actually, you know, give give that push and you know, ask, to, to give me the chance to, to get up and do a few songs with her is amazing. And every every night she always gives me such a brilliant plug to everybody else, you know, telling them that where my own music is up there to be found and to maybe check it out. And so many people have wrote to me on the back of her shows to say, I've seen you with her, you know, the last few days and now I'm keeping an eye on you too. And new, new musicians need that. Without that, it's very difficult. And um, so, you know, what she's doing is just is just magical. It's really, really, I'm very lucky, very, very lucky. Now, I know at the gig in the um, in the FLA, I think your mum was in the audience that night, as far as I recall. She was, my mum and dad, yeah, they were both there. Right. How do you find when you're coming back to play to an audience in Ennis? Um, you know, it's funny you ask that question because I have a in Clare for such a long time properly um, over the years I had been a lot around the southeast and up in Dublin and to come home I was and a lot of people will say this even, I was more nervous about that gig than I was about so many others up until then um, because you, you're on home turf and I guess these are people that would have seen you when you were in school and grown up and Again, when your parents are there, you really want to you really want to make your mom and dad proud. So I was quite nervous, you know. And, and the thing is, I was singing from Claire to Year, beautiful song by Ralph McTell, and to sing it on on home ground was so special. But even more so than that, I think it, I was two lines in, and everyone joined in. Everybody sang along with me, and 
it was just a very special moment uh, that I'll never forget for sure. Now, your musical background, um, that's what, where does it come from? Because Claire is so rich in music, um, very heavily rich in traditional music, and your genre would not really be in the traditional vein. No, I have, I have a very unusual, um, eclectic kind of uh, influences in my music. Um, you know, Mam would have always loved a little bit traditional um, and she would have loved a lot of Irish bands up along the years um, the Furies to mention one of them she was she was a big fan of, of the Furies and but but dad was the dad was very much into American rock and um, Simon and Garfunkel and even you know then Guns N' Roses and a lot more on the electrical side of, of, of music and so the, the mixture of it was really what kind of and they put me into a brass band then when I was about ten. So my my very first musical uh, instrument was the trumpet or the cornet. Um, so that was kind of throwing a whole different dimension into it again because we played you know the marches and it was a it was marching band and we would go up on all the St Patrick's Day and you know any other festival days we would be marching up through the town of Ennis with the with the bands in front of us and behind us and, and whatever you have on the day. So there was a lot of unusual influences there from different from different sides. But one thing I will, and I always have to thank my parents for, was anything we were listening to was good. <laughs> you know, and it was all, it was all very, like, the music was just very well, very well put together. And, um, you know, it's funny that I've, I've back around the trad again because it was the FLA from 2016 that I got uh, connected with Karen because I was lucky to support a band called Keela in the Glore and it was the Glore who asked me back for Sharon when she came to gig there and then from then on um, Sharon had taken me or brought me on the road for a few more gigs um, very kindly and it's just very funny that I was, you know, to come back to the roots of, because I was always immersed in trad, in trad bands and they were always around me. I worked in many bars, you know, when I was in college and weekend jobs and it was always a, a trad session on in the corner. And I'd always jump out from behind the bar to sing or to sing a few with, with a piece there. I used to always love it. It was it was the background sounds for me of, of home. So to be involved with that now, it's 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 funny. It's I feel like it's made its way back around the full circle, and uh, now I'm immersed in it yet again, which is brilliant. What's interesting today we 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 will be talking. Uh, we have a chat with Monday, oh, and Monday Monday mentioned how some of his influences from his parents were also Simon and Garfunkel. Yes, really, brilliant. I didn't I didn't know that now. Um, yeah, they're 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 brilliant, brilliant influence. Um, I think to have one, I'm very grateful to have been introduced to from such a young age. My dad was uh, used to sing a 59th Street Bridge song, "To Sleep." That was our uh, our going to bed song, and just lyrically, they they still have you know very folk elements, but but uh, a little bit more of a unique sound. But you know, in a way that they write. It still lends itself very well to you. You know, you can take some of their influence and put it to your own kind of unique sound that you make. Um, 
So, talk, talking about putting it to your own unique sound, the other thing is, you, while you do perform some other people's work, you're very much a songwriter. I am, but I'm still very much learning in that regard too, and, and, and I hope to keep getting better as I grow. Um, I love writing songs. I think it's the best way to express. And, um, you know, I, I find that these things come in waves as well, and I was talking to a few people about this. You know, I, I, in the last two months, I have been writing a lot of music, new music, but the previous four or five months, nothing I mean, I was, I was just finding it difficult to to draw on that creative force wherever it had gone, but but for some reason in the last two or three months, it's it's just back and it's, it's very, there just seems to be very abundant, so when you do get these, these spurs of, of creativity, you have to just, you have to just go with it and drop everything and, and answer the call, I guess, in a way. Um, and I'm kind of in the process of learning how to be a better songwriter. And I think part of that means not to judge the work that you are coming out with. Just just allow it to flow through and you can judge it later, but not while, it's, not while you're putting it down. Um, but there's, there's so many amazing songwriters around Ireland. The standard is so very high, um, which is a brilliant thing. It's a brilliant thing to be surrounded by by them. But I can only aspire to be half as good as, as some of the some of the influences I have. Well, um, I know you've been described uh, with having an ageless voice, reminiscent of Amy Winehouse and um, uh, Adele. Um, and uh, as I said at the beginning, you know, when I heard you on Ennis at the Fla, I could hear that depth and the timbre in your voice that was was beautiful. Um, so uh, if we get on to your style, uh, you know, you say it's very much an eclectic mix, but there's a lot of blues. In yeah, there is a bit of blues, all right. <laughs> um, I, I, I love a good rootsy sound, and um, I'd be a fan of, you know... I'd be a fan of Janice's voice, um, a bit of Janice Joplin. I, I I like a bit of gravel in the voice, but for me, sometimes music it 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 kind of it, rather than overthink the note and and allowing it or hoping for it to be perfect. Because I did believe it or not, do a year of uh, of, of of singing lessons in college for classical music. And I realized it very much was not what I was about or needed for myself. And I felt it was just the aim was to sing the perfect note or sing the, you know, the perfect resonance. And while that's very important and it's good to know that and have that understanding, for me, I would much rather scream it out in, in passion. And if the voice breaks or cracks, then that's part of the beauty. And again, that might not always be for everybody, or, in, or but I do believe that within the blues and that kind of genre, you find a lot of that where it's 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 it's, indeni it's undeniable how somebody is feeling or what they're saying, whether you knew the words or not, you can hear it in the timbre of their voice. And I'd be ve I'm very interested in that kind of style and how how to kind of draw people into what you're feeling, to share the experience that you're feeling and, and, and allow them to maybe feel the same or evoke the same feelings within them, you know, through the voice. Because when you think about it, 
whatever other instrument you're playing, which, you know, is, is beautiful. But the voice, is, you carry it around, and it's the one thing everyone has in common. Whether they choose to believe they can sing or not, I think everybody can. But everybody carries a voice, so it's, it's, there's an instant connection when you hear someone laugh or cry or scream or sing in a certain way. There is a fundamental understanding there immediately. And trying to trying to pull that into music is is where is the key for me. And Susan, your debut album, um, "Found Myself Lost," and you go under S O N Son rather than your full name. Um, where did you get the title, and what drove that? Um, "Found Myself Lost" was based on uh, my musical journey, uh, which was to get the first album fixed, done, completed and packaged and the thing is uh, truthfully I you suffered from a lot of nerves even just from the sense of I was afraid to put the album out at first um, I, was, I was a little bit wary would it be received well um, and and how to do it because admittedly I, w- I wouldn't have been <laughs> still not but I'm getting there I wouldn't have been very business-minded with regards to how to release an album, how to even put one together or produce it. I, I did it all as much myself as I could, um, you know, producing most of it myself and, you know, funding it slowly, piece by piece, and doing it in that kind of slow slow way. And um, I, I did find I kind of lost myself in the middle of it, trying to make sure that I had one of each, you know, a bit of blues in there and a little bit of the Nora Jones and a little bit of pop and, you know, the bit of the folk elements. And Because I was very concerned with trying to please everybody rather than just pick, a, you know, one marketable sound and go with that. And um, so I thought it was very fitting as much, because I'm, I'm proud of the album and I love it, but I'm already working on new songs and I'm very excited to bring them out. But... I thought it was kind of fitting at the time it was that move through, you know, adolescence and figuring out who I was and what I was trying to do. And admittedly, it took me quite some time to put the album out there, so there was a level of procrastination with it. So I, that's kind of where it came from. And I guess isn't it beautiful that, you know, the album was called Sound Myself Lost, and without sounding overly cheesy, but it was in the process of doing that that you know, I became more aware of who I was on account of it it's, uh, by the end of it. So it's it's kind of a nice, another nice circle um, completed there. So, so, so would the, it be fair to say that the next album was just found myself? Yeah. Or have you? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not a bad, <laughs> a bad suggestion. I went into the half. <laughs> so, and I put it on the basis, would it be fair to say that at this stage then you would be hanging your hat on what you feel more than trying to say, well, if I do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, I'm trying to appease to everybody, but I have found my niche or I found what pleases me and I'm going with that. And that would you say you've developed a comfort inside your own skin for that aspect of you? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, There is... uh, 100%. There's a song on the album called Wexford Snow and it was written about a time when uh, there was really bad snow in Ireland four years ago and I got stuck in, in Wexford in a place called Ratangan for, for about three days because we couldn't drive the cars out. There was ditches either side of, of, of the... And it, and it was very bad and 
we we had a brilliant time because we you know as I explained to people there was a pub and there was a church and we spent loads of time in one of them and basically you know at the end of the three days um I came out and we just had this beautiful uh three days with with friends and society just closed down and everyone we just played music around a fire and stayed there for the days and I, and I always remember it but I play this song acoustically with the guitar and everybody always says I absolutely they always bring that song back up to me and tell me how much it, it connected to them and they love the story of it but you know I was afraid to put it down that way on the album because I was just too vulnerable to play it on my own with the guitar and felt the need to put all these other instruments around it and I absolutely love the version on, on the album but it it does represent for me a, you know a part of, of of me that just felt you know you know overcompensating when I probably should have considered leaving it vulnerable in its essence that's where the beauty was um so I do think that since then and especially since playing with Sharon she's given me that beautiful opportunity to play with her around Ireland I've got you know I've, I chose to do all the gigs on my own because I play as a two-piece and a three-piece and a four-piece but doing them on my own I realigned my own confidence with where the music is at and the sound that I make and being comfortable with that and realizing that it is enough you know it's, it's okay to be vulnerable and to to put yourself out there in that kind of way and um, it's been going very well and, and it's been successful and, and that's I guess another part that helps the the, the process but um, yeah it does and I think I think that's part of everybody's experience of being a musician is finding your own skin and and finding what really works for you and and how you can continue by being true to yourself and also inspired to keep going it's time maybe we give some coordinates um, and told people where they can find you where they can find your music and follow up on where your gigs are or where you're um, you may be um, your website is son.ie that's it that is indeed uh, you're out there on Facebook I am indeed I am at Facebook I am Susan O'Neill aka son son and do you do Twitter um, I do they're both they're all the same Susan O'Neill aka son um, and the same with Instagram as well okay and you can the music is on CD Baby it's on iTunes uh, Spotify and SoundCloud SoundCloud and YouTube as well and YouTube as well. I'm on the whole um, lot of them. <laughs> you're doing, that's good. That's the, that's what it's all about in this day and age. Susan, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Oh, thank you so much. And as I say, I've really enjoyed listening to your music. And I think what we'll do at this stage is share Wexford Snow with the listener. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's, I'm delighted to hear. And I hope yeah, you and any listeners enjoy it. Thanks a million. Thank you so much. Take care now.